boring. Yeah, I'll probably just leave it there, can't we, for the day? That was terrible once again, wasn't it? End episode. Thank you, next. Move on. I'm going to guess that that's probably your one word for, for the game today. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Mine one's just going to be dull as well. So there we go. Or toothless, perhaps. Nothing mm. going on in the final third, really. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, just, I was, you know, we saw the starting lineup and no Scott Wright this time. He was benched. Connor McLennan, new contract, getting a start. And we looked lively in the first half, to be fair, you know, and McLennan himself desperately unlucky with the um, header off the underside of the bar and um, bouncing the wrong side of the line. And then there was the chance for Johnny Hayes, who just lacked any sort of composure, mm. um, which is probably actually another good word we could have used, composure, or True. therefore lack of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe the Hayes one is maybe slightly behind him, but you still expect him to do better, at least hit the target. And the McLennan one is probably one where it was another couple inches lower, perhaps, then it maybe bounces down off the underside of the bar and then pretty unlucky. But it was, yeah, first half, that was a couple of promising signs. Shame we didn't build on it in the second. Yeah, I was interested to see Greg Lee um, mm-hmm. force his way into the starting lineup. Were you? Yeah, I was quite surprised to see him in there, but I think he did very, very well, to be honest. Both on the defensive side looked decent going forward, a few nice touches as well. Um, yeah. Probably one of the few things we can maybe take confidence from going into the next game. Yeah, well, Fraser Wallace messaged me at full time and said, was there anything to be positive about? And I said, no. Yeah. I just There was yeah. nothing really of note that stuck out, but I suppose maybe Joe Lewis's save in the first half because Scott Pittman's probably wondering tonight how he didn't score. Yeah, I thought we got away with one there. I'm quite glad there's no goal line technology to see how close that really was uh, to being over the line or not. I thought at the time originally, I thought, I'd say they're not going to give that. But mm. Piers, he just did enough to scoop it out uh, there. So, fair off. Thank God for Joe Lewis in that case. And late on as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and we also um, did see other um, attack from Livy with um, Julian Serrano having mm. his goal chopped off for offside. Again, didn't really see any replays, whether or not it was right or wrong, but he did look like he was ahead of, of the defence. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, but he tucked it away though. To be fair to the fella, he did, he did he very did, nicely. Did. Yeah, can see why he's on Monaco's books. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm sure he's enjoying life in Livingston mm-hmm. instead of on the south coast of France. I know that would be thrilling, wouldn't it? What a change that is to West Lothian. But yeah, um, Aberdeen though, second half, boy, that was a tough watch. You know, the first half was largely enjoyable because, uh, well. I use that phrase mm. very loosely, given we, we actually created chances and, and looked like scoring. But once again, we just are not clinical enough in front of goal. Mm-hmm. And that was very evident second half. Yeah, I thought the first half looked a bit more fluid with the way things are going, which was uh, in comparison. Thank you. Uh, it was a bit better, but then the first 15 minutes of the second half were possibly the slowest 15 minutes we've watched in quite a while. It was just dull, never really seemed to get going. And they weren't clinical, just very, very boring. And then again, leaving it so late to make any changes from Messrs McInnes, which is pretty disappointing uh, when you're sat at nil-nil against Livingston, who, of course, yet been on a good run and all that good stuff, but they didn't exactly sort of blow us away at all, did they? Um, no, you, you kind of got the impression as the second half wore on, Rob McLean will probably have told us all different, but mm. Livingston were definitely going to be the happier team with a point. They're happy to keep the unbeaten run going. Um, I don't know how many times McLean and Young wanted to say a point away at Livingston is a good result, but 
when you look at Celtic dropping points yet again, Hibs winning, mm-hmm. it's really not for from an Aberdeen perspective, it's not a good result. Well, yeah, okay. Maybe okay, they've had a good run, it's a point away at Livingston, fair enough. But Red Point of View tweeted out uh after full time that that's the fifth separate nil nil of the season for Aberdeen. When you look that that would be a good point if we'd not just dropped points to St Johnston in another extremely dull game. Mm, and um, Ian Watson texts me at full time. He has a five pound double on no goal scorer today, and again on Tuesday, returns a nice healthy sum, and he's kind of can't argue that that's not going to come in. <laughs> Halfway there, it might depend on who we bring in in terms of a striker. If we bring in anyone at this rate, let's be honest. Um, that might affect that bit. You never know. You know, it'd be great if we brought someone in and all of a sudden we were world beaters. Uh, a striker that could find the back of the net. That would be nice to go ahead of Tuesday. But I have my reservations. Yeah. Um, and then one other thing of note um, from Joe Sutherland, who tweeted out that that's now one win in our last 11 away games, one goal in our last four away games, which was actually an own goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Celtic have now won once in their last six league games, and we've managed to close the gap by a full zero points. Frustrating? Yes, very, very, very dire viewing. And then when you hear that as well, it just compiles the misery, doesn't it? It's not mm-hmm. good whatsoever. And I don't know where it's going to ch- change, how it's going to change, uh, considering I don't think McInnes will ever uh, leave. I think he's here for life. He's got tenure. Um but it's just, and even if you take it, break it down to individual games, I get like the last two games, it's been nil-nil going into the final 10 minutes. And we've still got Niall McGinn sitting on the bench. And Bruce Anderson, again, okay, he came on, missed a big chance, but he actually got in the position to be to have the chance, in all honesty, to be fair. That's not terrible. More can be said for the rest of the game. But yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible viewing. And it brought me down as well. After Newcastle actually won a game, it's brought back down to life with pain and misery of Derek McInnes' yeah. Aberdeen. Callum Wilson's on my bench on fantasy, but thankfully Pep Roulette means he's coming in, so don't worry about that. All right, well that's yeah, that's lucky. I I, I, <laughs> I had cloud. Wilson. I had Wilson in. So um, however, though, you know we speak about the clinical nature, and you touch on Anderson having his chance, three big chances in the second half. Mm-hmm. First of all, Ross McCrory, who was mm-hmm. fed in really well by Ryan Hedges. Do you feel? So, first of all, do you think Ross McCrory could have done better? Mm-hmm. The second chance was Matty Kennedy, who blamed the pitch. Um, and I'm sure the Livy boys that they're listening in will definitely not want the pitch blamed for that miss. And then Bruce Anderson, people are clamouring for him to get an opportunity now that, well, for today, you know, we didn't have a striker. McInnes doesn't give him enough time, in my opinion, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. But a striker of, you know, Bruce, who's... People say he's a predator given, you know, like his finishing ability at um, the youth leagues and that. Yeah. Striker should be scoring that. Such a glorious opportunity. Yeah, I think he definitely should have done better with that. He's tried to send it back from where it came from and then he had half a goal to uh, aim at, which is a bit frustrating. And I definitely think think McCrory should have done better as well. Uh, I don't know why he didn't try aim for the far far corner with that one as well, but I suppose finishing is not his speciality. Um, but no, it's pretty concerning the lack of goals. It's really, really, really worrying. Yeah, the irony that McCrory, who should have gone across goal, went near post, and Anderson should have just headed down, goes across goal. It was uh, one of one of those days. And mm-hmm. you know, striker is a a position that we're now lacking in. With Sam Cosgrove looking to have sealed a two million move to 
pound move to Birmingham, mm-hmm. linked with Calm Hendry of St Johnston um, and Fraser Hornby on loan from Rem, is it? who's only sco- scored three senior goals when he was out mm-hmm. on loan from Everton at a Belgian team mm-hmm. Callum Hendry's not even getting a look in at St Johnston so how do you feel about those two names? I know she didn't try to pronounce the Belgian team uh, nope. but yeah, fair enough fair enough we butchered rhymes or reams or whatever anyway yeah. um, it, I, we've not really seen much of Hornby but I suppose his goal scoring record for the under 21s pretty decent if that's one thing to go off um, as and he would provide a focal point, which we love, of course, at Aberdeen Football Club. That's one thing. Hendry, probably a workhorse, but not again, not really a goal scorer. Probably similar to Curtis May, not particularly inspiring at all whatsoever. But this is where we're at these days. Um, I suppose maybe the idea is bring someone in on loan till the end of the season, and then we might be able to spend. Cause money might be in a better position financially, and also the summer is probably a better time to recruit as well. But mm-hmm. going off recent uh, transfer activity anyway, if it's any time a good time to recruit with uh, the man at the helm, the bearded devil. Mm, I know. And, you know, my concern over the two names that we've mentioned is both of them haven't been playing regularly mm. or regular football. So match fitness is going to be an immediate concern mm. when we're when our next game is on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they do go straight into the team, will they be able to, to produce 90 minutes of football? Hendry's certainly not one that inspires the masses. Um, Hornby, like you said, scored goals for the under-21s. People said he's not prolific enough. Let's remember how many goals Sam Cosgrove scored when we signed him. Lewis Sharp, though, did make the point, how long did it take us to make Cosgrove into a more prolific striker, which is a, is a very valid point. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. But for me, Hornby's also got the experience at 21s of linking up with McLennan, Ferguson and McCrory so if if we're going to base it on today's starting 11 where McLennan's going to feature instead of number 25 then you know going forward that's maybe something that they've got from national level that they can bring to club football and maybe clutching at straws here true very true I just want a goal yeah basically and another one uh, people mentioned if it's Hornby then it would be nice to have an option to buy but I don't know if that's even been uh, rumoured at all in, in, in any in, in any case so if, if it was just a loan until the end of the season it might be better off with an experienced goal scorer who's scored goals in this league uh, especially in the end of the season and you, it was a good point mentioned about match fitness because it could be four or five games before they're completely up to speed these guys which we can't really afford to have, be having that as the case no and, and you know we touched on in our preview episode that's a big it's a tough run of games coming up you just need to take a one look at St Mirren going to Parkhead and winning we play them in a couple of weeks we need people to get up to speed we play Hibs next weekend they won again today the gap to Livingston is we've kept that the same, but depending mm-hmm. on Tuesday's result, could go either way. And then we go into a Celtic double header, and Celtic are on a bad run of form. Who do who could they be more desperate to play? Exactly. Then the team who lies down against them every single well, nearly every single time. We did draw three three with them once. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it would be, be typical that if they just come and blow us out of the water and we sit off them, don't even have a go. And then that's the case. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's bad when you know how bad Celtic are being and we're just preparing ourselves to be absolutely demolished. Yeah. 
And anyway, looking ahead to Tuesday's game, though, um, we're delighted to be to be joined by Ewan Rankin from the uh, official Top Livy podcast. So um, Ewan um, will be providing us with a, a reaction to today's game and then a little insight ahead of Tuesday's game and where he thinks Livingston's strengths and weaknesses lie for the match and also the season. Right, we're joined by um, Ewan from the at official Talk Livy podcast to talk through that very exciting nil-nil that we've just witnessed, Callum. But Ewan, I think Livy fans will probably be the happier of the two fans tonight. Uh, yeah, keeps the unbeaten run going. So 13 unbeaten, ninth clean sheet and amongst that. So can't complain too much, but I think, think a draw would have been a, a fair result over the piece, I think. Aberdeen maybe edged it chances wise, but I think it, um, you know, McLennan obviously had the header early doors, uh, which hit the bar should have done better with, and we've had a really good chance first half. Pittman, good save by Joe Lewis, but mm-hmm. second half, really don't think there was anything in it at all. Thought it was a pretty competitive game, but yeah, happy with the point. Um, a record against Aberdeen since we've we've came back up's not been great. Um, so uh, to get a point, hopefully we can we can get a wee bit more on Tuesday night. But, yeah, happy enough with a point. I would have taken it before the game started. Yeah, you boys like reminding me that um, I need to be more positive when we play since we have, you haven't been us since, was it 2004-05? But, Callum, we, we did ride our luck in the first half a little bit. Was it Serrano with the off, uh, offside goal and a wonderful save from Joe Lewis uh, denying um, Pittman? But mm-hmm. we did have our chances in the second half Bruce Anderson must be kicking himself how he didn't score. I don't know what he's done with that one, and honestly, you saw the replay. He's got basically half of the goal to aim at there, decides to try to put it back from where it came from and misses the target from oh, by a long way off. But yeah, I think we did sort of ride our luck a little bit. And um, I, I know we should be more positive, but I'm definitely not going to be positive going on in Tuesday, not at all. <laughs> no, but you know, Livingston, we said in our last episode that they would kind of have a threat from set pieces and long throws was something that you guys were certainly keen to exploit you in. Yeah, I mean, Kieran Brown, he's away back down to Cardiff uh, as of tomorrow, a uh, long mm-hmm. throw specialist, but you'd be surprised it's not actually worked that much for us despite having the long throw. And I think um, our set piece delivery comes a lot from Josh Mullen, who didn't feature today. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh has been massive for us since he came back kind of tail end of October yeah. and his delivery I mean, David Martindale's touching it. He thinks it's probably the best out with the, the two fullbacks at Rangers uh, in the division, which it's difficult to argue. Um, so I think we, we missed that a little bit today uh, from dead balls. But um, never know, Josh might feature freshen it up on Tuesday night. Yeah, and Callum, I think that's a concern for us going into Tuesday night. Livingston have got threats that they can freshen up with and. We just look like a team devoid of any ideas, especially especially goal-scoring ideas. Yeah, that's sort of a bit of a concern that they've got the option to sort of freshen things up. And you see things like J. Manuel Thomas coming off the bench and causing problems, and then look at what we've got coming off the bench. It's not very inspiring, is it? Also helps when they give their strikers mm. more than seven, eight minutes to make a difference. Definitely true, but I can understand why now after that Bruce Anderson missed. Yeah, it'll be interesting, though, to see if we do 
freshen up our strike force with one of Fraser Hornby or um, Callum Hendry by by Tuesday. Well, I noticed uh, Hendry didn't feature for St Johnston today, so again, it's I use that word again, uninspiring. It wouldn't be an inspiring signing, would it, if it was with Callum Hendry? Fraser Hornby slightly more so, maybe, but fingers crossed we can get someone through the door anyway. Yeah, and and you and I suppose looking ahead to Tuesday. With Livingston, do you feel, you know, Rob McLean on Red TV said Aberdeen should be happy with the point um, today, given Livingston's run. Do you think Livingston will be looking at Tuesday as an opportunity? Yeah, I mean, our, our form away from home this season has been much improved. I think, you know, we've had a bit of stick over the last couple of seasons for the lack of wins, but I think we have had a lot of kind of positive displays on the road. And I think we've, since Davies taken charge, especially we've managed to turn those into and the results but mm-hmm. I think we've been a wee bit unlucky at Pataudry the last couple of years um, the late goal kind of first season back up Ferguson scored stoppage yeah. time I think um, we drew one each up there that season as well and I think we've had some decent enough performances up at up at Pataudry but the game earlier in the season for example I think Aberdeen really kind of had a 15 minute spell in the game which which mm-hmm. they just killed us a couple of moments of quality so I think we're more than capable of going up there and and causing a threat uh, it might cause the onus will be on Aberdeen being at home uh, could suit us a little bit we like to kind of sit in and try and play on the break a little bit might get a bit more space in behind as such so uh, I think we need to be confident with the, the run of form that we're on currently Yeah and Callum we've seen how how we've struggled against teams that have sat in against us so far this season both well certainly the turn of the year and um, both home and away so if that's something that Livingston um, plan on doing, it could be another painful watch for um, those of an Aberdeen persuasion. Definitely. And not only is it a problem when we sort of play against teams, we can't break them down, but Livingston have enough quality about them to then hit us in the break and mm-hmm. possibly punish us more than other teams uh, who perhaps do. So that's a bit of a concern. But yeah, it's a very, very dull watch, watching Aberdeen go side to side, trying to break down anyone that's got anything about them at the back. Yeah, I was quite impressed with Jason Holt today from, well, I don't know if impressed may be the right word. He, he certainly liked to break up our play as best he could, uh, niggly fouls and maybe a one or two late challenges on, on Ryan Hedges. But, you know, you and you guys are on this brilliant run of form. Do you think you can, you know, Aberdeen have been on patchy form. Do you think Livingston can break into the top four? There's a, there's a chance, but I still think... I think Aberdeen just grind it out season on season. Um, it's what they do. They just kind of know how to get results when it's needed. I think if we're going to catch anyone, it's Hibs. I think they're, mm-hmm. I think they're quite ropey. Uh, we played them just a few weeks back and wasn't impressed with them at all. And I think Hibs fans are losing a bit of faith in Jack Ross as well at the same time. So mm-hmm. I think I think it's possible we could catch Hibs, but it's, it, it'll be a big ask to catch Aberdeen, especially if we uh, don't win on Tuesday night. I think eight points is going to be quite a big gap and we've still got quite a lot of fixtures just between now and the cup final as well I mean I think we had 35 games in the space of, uh, sorry 11 games in the space of uh, 35 days so mm. uh, we've had quite a quite a run of fixtures to get through yeah although I suppose maybe missing out on the top four wouldn't be so bad if silverware ends up in the trophy cabinet at the end of the season nah uh, I, I would take that I would happily take that in the way I think I saw that fifth place if um, could get European football anyway. So yeah, depending um, on the Scottish Cup outcome, I believe. Yeah, so so there's still a chance of that um, even if we don't get in the top four. But uh, I think regardless, I think any Livy fan would have bit your hand off for a top six finish and uh, competing for silverware at the start of the season. 
And you must be looking ahead to that cup final. You must be feeling a bit confident for that, especially the run of form, or is there always nerves with Livingston? Uh, it, it worries me that we are getting talked up as favourites for a cup. <laughs> um, I, think, I think that's the thing that's really concerning me. It reminds me of 2004 a little bit when Hibs thought they already had their name on the cup. Mm. Uh, and I think a lot of people just looking at our form, but cup games are... It's who turns up on the day type thing. And I mean, we have already beat St. Johnston twice, but St. Mirren were saying that before the semi-final and we went and beat them. So uh, I think it's it's really refreshing for Scottish football um, to see the likes of Olivia and St. Johnston in the final. Typically, you'll have the old farm Aberdeen, the two Edinburgh sides kind of competing. So uh, I think it is refreshing that they'll, they'll be a, one of the provincial clubs getting their name on the trophy. Yeah, definitely. And as if, for those of you that maybe watch um, View on the Terrace, they're, the way they discussed the final and how it would be publicised given teams outside of the old firm aren't there. But I think we can all agree it is good for Scottish football on a whole, Calm seeing, OK, obviously we're not there, so it's not great from our point of view, but it is great seeing these other teams um, competing for silverware. Yeah, I definitely think so. It would be nice to see something a bit different for once, but it's, it is probably more, even more annoying being an army fan that the team that knocked us out then didn't even go on and win it, so we can't even take that. Yeah. Sorry then, about that. Ah, no, I'm you. still not over it at all. No. Like you, like you guys like to um, pipe up about, we are angry for a reason. Mm. We don't let go of things easily. Oh no, never, never. Not even once. No, but you looking ahead to Tuesday, then just a final word from you. Um, thanks for, for joining us um, just to give a, a brief Livingston insight to today and, and ahead for Tuesday. Um, do you feel kind of watching us today more confident going into Tuesday of getting three points or do you think, you know, depends what we do in the transfer market tomorrow? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think what Aberdeen really liked today was that kind of focal point. Uh, mm-hmm. Up top, I was I was relatively confident when I saw the the kind of starting eleven, and it's a lot of kind of tens and wide players that were kind of in amongst it. And you've got McLennan, who, to be fair, has ripped us apart a few times playing on the right hand side, uh, kind yeah. of playing through the middle. So um, it'll be an interesting one, I think. I think Livy and Aberdeen are quite similar teams. You know, they're they're difficult to break down, and I think Derek McInnes has talked about it before that. Whichever team kind of does the ugly side of the game best, I think Aberdeen's quality has kind of shone through in the games previously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a really difficult one to call, to be honest. I think, you know, the teams are, as I say, quite similar. So, I mean, we tend to struggle against teams who sit in a bit more against us. But I think we've got a chance on Tuesday because, as I say, Aberdeen being at home, the onus will be on them to try and come out a little bit. But... I agree with you guys. I think what you guys do in the transfer market over the next couple of days could kind of dictate um, the outcome of the game. Yeah, and I suppose you guys are lucky in the sense that no one's really sniffing around um, your team so far. Although maybe a few folk might start sniffing around the manager if he keeps going the way he is. Mm. Uh, hopefully not. Uh, David, I mean, Davey's, uh, Davey's been incredible since he came in. We've, during the podcast, we've we've spoke to him a lot. He's been really good with us in terms of, in terms of giving access, but I mean, he's been offered the job a couple of times before, so it's it's no real surprise we've gone back to him, and he's uh, certainly making management look quite easy just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only McInnes could make it look that easy. That would be nice, yeah. And to be honest, I have to say on Dave Martin, very happy that he's managed to, that they passed the test, rightly so, and yeah, he's working wonders with them, so fair play. Yeah, well, Ewan, thanks very much for joining us this evening to give your reaction to the nil-nil. Um, 
hopefully a more entertaining game on Tuesday. Um, and hopefully for us, the result is a bit more favourable. Thanks for having me on, guys. Much appreciated. Perfect. Cheers, Ewan. Oh, there we have it. That was thoughts from Ewan Rankin from the official talk Livy. They've got a podcast going on over there as well. I'll leave the links in the description. After that, Glenn, your one word going into the second of the doubleheader against Livingston. What is it? Goal. I'm just desperate to see a goal, preferably for Aberdeen. You... That would be nice, yeah. The fact you said goal and not goals as well is probably quite telling of where we're all at right now. Um, yeah, sort of similar to that, clinical. Simply, we need to be more clinical. Hopefully we are on Tuesday. Yep, fingers crossed. Uh, we'll be back. When will we be back, Glenn? Oh, I'm trying to think. Mm, Wednesday evening? Yeah, I think Wednesday evening. And um, we will have the interview that we will be recording with Academy Graduate between now and then so for you all to look forward to. So to make sure you don't miss it, make sure you subscribe on YouTube with notifications on so you know exactly when that goes live or follow on any platform that you're listening to us on. Thank you very, very much for watching, listening. Thank you also to Skylights for letting us use their song YRA as the intro and outro music. Be sure to check them out too. I'll leave their links in the description. Thanks very much. <laughs>